Now, back to The Bailey Show. The BS. Powered by Sky River Casino. Sky's the limit. On 98 Rock. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Uh, it's The BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Good morning. Right there, Nikki D. There is Nelson. And right there on the hotline, let's welcome to the program the new comedy, Extended Family, on NBC following Night Court. Next day, you can watch it on Peacock. It is the one, the only, Mr. John Cryer. How are you, John? Woohoo! It's me! <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you hear the rejoin in the background? you hear your Otis Redding? I did. I did. I love that it's my Otis Redding. Huh? It's, you know, it's like one of the great all-time Otis Redding songs. But just because I, you know, lip sync it in a movie, it's mine now. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's you, an amazing piece of work. You, you have got to, when I think you do, every time that I've had you on a radio show, whatever city I've been in, you've always embraced you know, uh, the, the the highlights, you know, the duckies of uh, Pretty in Pink and the Two and a Half Men. And, and in five years when we talk again, the extended family, you've always embraced those things, which I appreciate you do. Oh, thank you. Well, that's the thing. It's so silly because, you know, some actors, like, they walk around like, I don't want to be recognized. And it's like, dude, do you understand how lucky you are to have done something that people saw and appreciated? Yeah. You know, I, it's like if if you got into show business for people to not take your picture, you're an idiot. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's not a good reason to get into show business. Yeah. So this uh, this extended family, uh, we were talking about this at the beginning of the show. You've got a great cast, a big fan of Donald Faison, uh, one of those guys that is in so much. Again, very similar to you, right? He's in a lot of notable films has that steen sealing uh, character, and then, you know, like, embrace that stuff. Embrace that you were in the band and pretty, uh, can't hardly wait. Embrace that kind of stuff. So this, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this new comedy, Extended Family, you're shooting in front of a live, live, live studio audience, correct? Yes, yes. It's great to be able to do that again. Because actually, when we, we actually first, we shot the pilot to this, almost two years ago. And so we were just coming out of COVID and we were the first show to go back to actually having a live audience um, post COVID. And, uh, and oh my God, for actors, it's just, it's like a, it's like the, the dawn is breaking again, you know, uh, cause, cause that's, you know, that's where we flourish. It's where we have fun and, uh, and working with somebody like Donald, who's just this incredible comic, uh, force, uh, uh, you know, he just, it, it, he just lights up. It's amazing. And not everybody, though, right? Uh, I would assume in the acting world, it's it's kind of like radio. Like the, a true radio personality can do a live show, but nowadays a lot of radio people want to what they call voice track and pre-record their stuff, which I'm totally against. I would assume actors the same. You've been around for a minute, so you can embrace that live studio audience. But maybe new upcoming actors that doesn't make them feel at ease. No, it is scary, and it's a skill. And you, but, but as you pointed out, like as you know, in radio, doing live is a real skill. It's hard. You got to get good at it. And uh, uh, you know, people sort of take it for granted, like it's easy. It is not. Yeah. It is not, as you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, you know, I, you know, I feel lucky in that I started in theater, so I sort of, so I'll always have a baseline comfort with it. But if, unless you have the ability to do that, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So break down extended family for my audience and, and, and give us the quick synopsis of what it is. It, well, it's, it's, 
extended family was inspired by the a true story. The, the, the owner of the Boston Celtics, uh, he um, uh, married a recently divorced woman, um, and he shares an apartment with her, uh, her ex-husband um, <laughs> because they didn't want the kids to have to go back and forth between homes. They didn't want to disrupt their lives. Wow. So, uh, uh, so, yeah, this is not a situation that everybody can do, obviously, um, uh, but we just uh, we just fell in love with how uh, uh, how close the, uh, um, that relationship has remained for them. They are they are still friends. They are producers on the show, you know, um, and uh, uh, we, we really we were inspired by the idea of of a, uh, a truly amicable divorce, uh, uh, you know, a divorce where two people have this this, you know, long relationship um, that they, they don't regret, um, but it's a lot of water under that bridge. That, that bridge may be washed out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, we've gotta, um, so we've got to make things work, and uh, uh, it's been really, really fun exploring that. And I, ironically enough, Rick Fox, who I believe was drafted by the Celtics, also, yeah. also part of the cast, at least for one episode. Who, by the way, Rick Fox has become a one of. He is such a fantastic. I just watched him in that movie on Netflix with Julia Roberts. Oh, the end of the world. Yeah, and Ethan Hawke, and okay. he, he is so cool. That dude is so yeah, cool. Rick Fox is, is, is Rick Fox is a you know he's an ex Laker, ex Celtic legend player. Um, super sweet and cool. And and uh, he's, he was he used to be on Oz, that 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 HBO show. Yeah, he did. Oh, right. Yeah, fantastic actor. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yes, we, he's only in the in the first episode so far. But obviously, we're we're hoping to bring him back. Um. Uh. You know, obviously, it gives us real credibility in terms of the the Celtics uh, arena. Um. But uh, uh. But you know, just getting to to work with him was was uh, was fantastic. And although it's hard for me because when you're working with actors who are way taller than you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard on the camera guys because they got to get you both in the shot. So you always look like you're a toddler right. compared to them. Are there are there a lot of or any similarities of shooting extended family in front of a live studio audience uh, versus when you shot Two and a Half Men, which I believe also was in front of a live studio audience too? Correct. Yes, it's very similar. We actually even have the same warm up guy. There's a guy who comes in and gets the audience all jazzed and excited. Yeah. And keeps them entertained while we're shutting, you know, because in between scenes we gotta change costumes and stuff like that. So there's got to be a guy who's keeping them entertained. Um, and yeah, we have a guy named Mark Sweet who's who's just the best in the business. Um, and uh, uh, but it's, it creates a really fun atmosphere because we all know we got to be on our toes to to really do the show for you know uh, an audience. Uh, uh, but also it gives you this great sense of accomplishment because. You you hear how people get it. You you hear what what scenes really land, and uh, and you know what you've got to fix as well. Mm. Um, so it's it's a it's a totally different process than shooting a single camera show, and uh, and I really love it. Would you ever be open? <clears throat> excuse me. Would you ever be open of dropping old school John Cryer Easter eggs? In let's say I know you have other projects going on, but this would be probably the best and easiest. In an extended family, you know, a ducky line or an Otis, you know what I'm saying? That like nostalgia is huge. And, you know, especially for us Gen Xers, we love that stuff. And it just brings more eyes and ears marketing social media wise. Would you ever be open to doing things like that? 
I'm always open to doing that stuff if it's if it's uh, if it respects the original material and doesn't you know make fun of it. Um, uh, but like uh, 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 like Two and a Half Men, we didn't we we didn't drop anything like that until I think like the tenth season or something. You know, uh, so it took it took a while. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I'm always open to that to that kind of stuff because it's fun. You know, let's let, let's face it. You know, we're not. Uh, you know, we're, we're not in a super serious business. This is not brain surgery. You know, we're here, we're here to entertain people. Right. Do you do any ad libbing, or you have to kind of stick strictly to the script? Um, interestingly, in Two and a Half Men, we did none. Um, I think I I think I suggested a couple of lines that ended up over twelve seasons. I mean, like we did two hundred and sixty three episodes of that show, and I think I maybe suggested two lines that ended up actually in the show. Um, Whereas on on this new show, um, Donald and Abigail and I are you know are definitely throw a lot more into the into the pot for the writers to have fun with. Um, but it's mostly also because we're still figuring out who these characters are. It's still you know we're in the first season you know and we're we're trying to really uh, uh, sort of explore who these who these people are. So it, you know it's kind of a, a fun loose atmosphere. I'm sure that'll sort of lock in uh, if we get more seasons of the show. Is it different being the patriarch of the set? You know, unlike Two and a Half Men. You know what I mean? Because you had a lot of you had a lot of really established actors and actresses on that set. Not that you weren't, but you know what I mean. And this one, outside of probably probably Donald, and even Donald is is it's still not a John Cryer. You know what I mean? As far as times years in the business, do they all come to you and go, hey, you know, I need I need your help, Mister Cryer, just because you're the pro here. I, I, I try to explain that to Donald every now and then. I say, you're no John Cryer, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grab that uh, clip in case we get Donald on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, you know, it, it is it, the, the virtue of having done Two and a Half Men is that people um, trust you. You know, uh, they trust that this is a medium you really understand. Uh, and and that, that trust is also a responsibility because – you know, like uh, uh, Abigail has done, uh, she did like a, a, an episode of How I Met Your Mother. You know, she's done episodes of, of multiple uh, camera sitcoms before. Um, but, you know, that's, that, that's not the same as doing 12 years of Two and a Half Men, you know. Um, so, so it's mostly uh, just guidance. You know, it's like every now and then we'll have to like, like one day we had to, to postpone a shoot um, to another day. And everybody was nervous. Was like, does that mean this episode is in trouble? And I was like, no, that doesn't mean anything. That just means we had to move <laughs> the schedule. That's all. It is. That's all this is. You know. And it's nice to be able to to comfort people and let you know it's it's uh, uh, and let people know that um, you know these uh, these things are a job and we know how to do them. I, I know I have to let you go, or Art's going to get mad, but I, I do want to ask you this, and I, and I think I forgot to ask this last time I had you on, but I'm curious, why weren't you? Why was why was John Cryer never a regular in a John Hughes film? Uh, the great late great John Hughes. Why weren't you always part of that? Not necessarily Brat Pack, but you know that crew that he would always go to the well for. You know, I, it was a little bit of it was timing. Um, I did Pretty in Pink, and he did he did Ferris Bueller right literally like uh, the last couple of weeks of Pretty in Pink. He started shooting. Ferris Bueller in uh, in in Chicago, um, and I was actually slated to be in another movie. Uh, uh, um, 
oh god uh, oh god what was it called uh, <laughs> uh so, some kind of wonderful some kind of wonderful yeah. I was actually uh, uh, and he and Howie Deutsch um, had a falling out. The, the, the director of, of Pretty in Pink was supposed to direct that movie. He had a falling out with Howie, and I, so I fell out of the cast at that point. Um, not, I, I wasn't aware of it at the time. I found out later. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not in this movie anymore because um, they recast it with a new director. And then they brought Howie back, and Howie did the movie, but, uh, but I wasn't in it. Oh. So, uh, there was, uh, uh, so there was... Uh, you know, there there was a possibility of that, but then uh, uh, John started making movies with younger and younger people. I mean, he, he did Home Alone, and then he did Baby's Day Out. I was like, "What, what are you gonna? Are you gonna do a movie with a fetus next?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I aged out of the uh, of the uh, uh, the John. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look, we'll let you go. Uh, continue to promote Extended Family for those that are listening. Tuesdays, NBC, 8.30 after Night Corp, but you can watch it on the stream the next day on Peacock. Please join the program again. We love you, John Cryer. Best of luck with Extended Family, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thanks so much. All right, take care. Bye-bye. God, I wish I could. You know, uh-huh. yeah. I'm getting blown up on my phone. Let him go. Let him go. Gotta let him go. go. You know, it's, it's so weird like to look at those films, especially those John Hughes films, you know, and, and we still see it with different actors, you know, Apatow and Sandler and all these guys, and they use that same crew. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like Charlie Sheen almost played Blaine in Pretty in Pink. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Eric Stoltz was originally uh, Marty McFly. Marty McFly, mm-hmm. but he went to go into some kind of wonderful instead. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a what-if game, those iconic 80s films. Yes. If things would have been different. How close it was to being a different star that you already know. Right. I mean, I think you could have had a spinoff with Ducky. You know, I mean, yes. I could have spent a whole other hour talking about Ducky mm-hmm. with John Cryer. Right. We want to send you to Vegas to see the Scorpions, their new residency at Planet Hollywood. We've got the sounder. You're listening for the wind of change whistle. When you hear that, you're going to be caller 18 and 916-909-0985. I'm telling you that for good reason. Give us a minute. Hang on. Welcome back. It's the BS uh, live streaming on the uh, BS Facebook as well as the 98 Rock Facebook. Uh, we'll do that. I guess we've like found our groove, what, seven to nine? Is that, yes. w- is that what we're going to do? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is what? Um, it's when, well, I mean, the, if we're pulling the curtain all the way back, it's when the bulk of the audience is at its heaviest. And then it's also so that we don't get burned out because four hours of going wall-to-wall show, it will grind on you. Okay. Well, I'm listening to you, uh-huh. birthday, birthday Neff. Thank you. Thank you. I do have experience in this. Yes, I, I will take your experience. All right. Uh, it's the BS. What's your name? Good morning. Uh, my name is Frank. Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Where are you calling from? What part of town? Uh, Rancho Cordova. Ooh, nice. You going to work? Yeah, working away. Yeah. Slaving for the man. I hear you. What do you do? Uh, electronic technician. Yeah, that's cool. You're smart. I wish I had your skills, dude. I, I gotta, yeah. I, gotta, I, I, gotta, I wish I had your skills. No, <laughs> you, you don't want I have no skills. Right. You probably had a dad growing up, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, and he taught you all the stuff that you do now to make money. No. Oh. What did he teach you? He was you? a mechanic. Yeah, he but, was a mechanic. Oh. Okay, but your dad still probably taught you hard work, a trade, this is what's going to work, right? That's what he instilled in you. Yeah, he taught me how to be a good man. Yeah, look at that. And you sound like a good man. I want to reward you for being a good man. How about that? Is that good? How about that? That sounds good to me. All right. What would you like from me? I'd like to be entered in that 
drawing for the Scorpions flyaway, and actually, I'd like to win it. Okay, boom. So, <laughs> so normally when I ask people, you know, you're caller 18, so congratulations right there. But when I ask people, they're like, I want to go to Las Vegas. Well, you're not going right now, but no. you have an opportunity, a really good opportunity to go. So I want to gift you that, Frank. Well, thank you. I'd like to accept that gift. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, this is very, uh, like, uh, gift, uh, wife gifting. Yes. Kind of very weird, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so, 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 so here's what's happening. I'm going to give you the 98 Rock prize pack. You do have that. Uh, and now right. you are part of a select group because all of our peoples that have won and got in the, 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 the name in the hat, they all live in and around Sacramento, which is great. So you, with a select few others, uh, have a shot to go to Las Vegas to see the Scorpions, which is awesome, and their new awesome. Love at First Sting Las Vegas residency uh, at Planet Hollywood, the Bach Theater. I, okay? I love the Scorpions, yes, sir. Who doesn't? Mm. Right? Yeah, who yes. doesn't? Exactly. The Scorpions, like Whitesnake. We just played Whitesnake, which I think that song in itself, that entire album, one of the best albums of all time. There's certain bands in the rock world where even if you – don't have a, a, a taste for them, you can't say you don't like them. It's kind of sacrilege, in my opinion, yeah? Dude, the Scorpions kick ass. No matter who they're playing with, i never seen them be upstaged. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, here's the deal. Thank you for listening. We'll put you on hold. We'll get your information, and uh, have a great week, and, and good luck to you. We'll have a, a winner on right. Friday, I guess, all right? Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I like that. I very polite. Very yeah. nice. Direct and polite. And he, he told me what he wanted. Yes. He said, I want to be registered. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, and I want to win. Right. And I like the optimism. Mm-hmm. I like that positive attitude. Well, it's nice when you're only competing against people who are actually listening to this radio station right Local. here. You, right. you should have said that to me earlier. I should have. When I, when I was talking about your birthday and the, the Nelson's big birthday bit at 9 a.m., mm-hmm. I said, you are going to have the opportunity to win your birthday money. Yes. And you should have said, I'm going to win all of the birthday money. I am going to win all the birthday Because there's a lot of money at stake. I it's need a it. lot of money? Yeah. How much is a lot? How much is a lot? Well, you tell me. What's a lot? <laughs> like $500 you that's, can win? Uh, that's, that's, called, that's not a lot. That's, I didn't, that's too much. I, I knew. There's a difference. Oh. Was gonna be too much. I there's, mean, you said what's a lot. <laughs> right. Well, for the circumstance. Uh-huh. I would be excited to win $500. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. <laughs> More <laughs> importantly, I'd be excited to have $500. Right. <laughs> What's that give, even like? I would like to have $500 to give, right. but I don't. Oh. But it's a lot. Okay. I tell you, it's more than what you have now. Amen. How much do you have now? $40. Well, maybe not. $300. No, I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> wait, I mean, yeah, I have yeah, $300. Yeah. Should have started high. Son, damn it. $40. I panicked. Uh, uh, quickly, uh, this past weekend, you finally went and got your massage, Nikki? Yes, I did. And uh, I'm not sure... If this is normal, because I have not gone to a massage. Listen to this. Did you know this? Thing? I have no idea um, yeah. about what happened in a place like this before. So, uh, I, we go in. It's in a, a shopping plaza. Uh. And yeah, right. And so we go in, and you know, I'm 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 used to going in and getting a robe and going to the ladies' room and changing. They're like, yeah, just go into the room and take your clothes off in there and get under the sheet. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, there's a difference between a spa, mm. that's robe. Uh huh. And a massage parlor. Right. Which is Rubbing. shopping plaza. Went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So I guess I've never been to the shopping plaza one. So this was first for me. Did you book it? I did not. Oh. Uh, somebody that I know did. Mm. And so I go in, I take my stuff off, I start the massage, and there's a, a, a guy massaging me, which I'm okay with that. 
But at some point during, like, well, during almost the entire thing, he was breathing like really heavy, like, oh. <sighs> like sexy <sighs> breathing. Yeah, like, and I'm like, out of breath. Well, like he was kind of out of breath, and I'm like, well, you're not doing that much. Uh, like, why are you breathing like well, that? Well, that's easy. So then, some people, some people are easily winded. I don't know. So <laughs> then he gets to the point where, like, he stands where my head is, and I guess he's kind of sitting on a stool. And you put your balls on your forehead. He did. No, he did he not. He did. He I'm absolutely joking. did. Shut up. And um, no, for real. He gave you the goggles. He did. I don't. I'm not saying he did it on purpose. My head's kind of big. Maybe my head is just there. He's there. I don't know. But he definitely did. So he he straddled you. He didn't straddle me, but he leaned over me. And they and and you could uh, feel him. Yes. <gasps> what kind of pants was he wearing? Those little scrubs, the thin ones. Oh yeah, you definitely could. He feel had him. on scrubs. But this was the weirdest thing. That wasn't even the weirdest thing I that was happened. Joking. Yeah, the, you're joking. The, the weirdest thing that happened is when he sat down on the stool, he started to whisper in my ear in his language. So I don't know oh, what he was no. saying, what but language? I'm like, um, he's Asian. Oh. So I don't know, you know, a lot of, exactly. a lot of, a lot of different ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which one. Mm. But uh, I know I didn't understand what he was saying. And yeah. I'm like, is this normal? Because it, it was like a sex was like, normal. <laughs> and I was uh. like, so is he... Like, kind of talking to himself and doesn't realize he's talking out loud or is he trying to whisper in my ear? Or was he leave? trying to see? It's uncomfortable. He, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I've you, never. You know you can ask them if they do extra. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Look, like, so I learned this. And, and I've been going, I am a I am a massage kind of sore. I love me a massage. Uh, and I learned, not here, years ago, Plaza Massage Place. Mm-hmm. This lady was walking on me, and, and I guess it's a thing. Like they have bars. I, it was. The, I, I mean, it's a whole story. But I want to try that. Really. And she was, <laughs> she was on her cordless phone, like old school '90s cordless phone. <laughs> she had the phone in one hand and her hand holding the the plumbing bars, in the other. And she's, she's walking on my back. It was like a massage. It actually uh-huh. felt pretty good. And I hear the guy on the other side of the phone. She's taking calls. She mm-hmm. she was like the front multitask. desk. Girl. <laughs> yeah, she totally multitask. <laughs> right. And uh, I could hear him go. Do you want? Uh, do you guys? Do you guys do extra? And and color me stupid, but I I, I did not know what that meant. Oh right. no, what really? So I kind of started to. And then she kept getting calls and calls and calls. They kept asking the same thing, same thing. And I said, I go, do you mind me asking? I said, what what is extra? And she goes, you know, she's Asian. She goes, you know, you know what extra is. You know, she kind of alludes to it. And I was like, oh, extra. Oh. And uh, I said, so people will call before they come out here to ask. She goes, all the time. Dang. And I was like, so are there different places that will just legit say yes? And she goes, oh, yeah, all over the place. Really? They'll say They're yes? They're not afraid that it's the police? <laughs> that's 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 one of the heads up that I got before I moved to Sacramento. A buddy of mine, he was out here on business, and he went to go to a massage plaza. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy with cash, and he's a very, he's a very distinguished gentleman. <clears throat> he said he went in there, and they just grabbed it. And he what? got. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa! He's like, I'm not here for that. No. Yeah. And as a guy, that's like a total dent to your ego. Like you get up and walk away. I mean, that's tough to do. Yeah. I mean, you should. Like, if you're married or you right. know, well, you should. You know, I mean, if you're single in your 20s, you know, knock yourself out. <laughs> but like, I've always yeah. wondered, like, what you know, how to handle that situation if you're not interested. In that. It's okay for a guy not to. I mean, I, I would, I would stop it. It's like I'm married. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. That's that's wrong. 
You know, I don't know what I would have even done if he did something inappropriate. Like you I already s- felt like inappropriate things was happening. I'm like, what's going on? If he but, touched you inappropriately the way Bailey is describing, you would have smacked the hell out of him. But why? If you're single you know, and it I feels don't know. good, I might would have been like, do what you do, right? Massage man. You, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing you got to ask is how much, right? Right, because you don't want to get tackled with a bill at the end. Oh no, cash for that. Usually they, you know, it's uh, years ago it was like you just kept tipping. It was a ten dollar tip, mm-hmm. and they'd do something more, more another ten dollars, another ten dollars, another ten dollars. So by the time it was all said and done, you're like in for another hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I want you to put on this Greedo mask. Oh. Ten bucks. You know, all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> Not my experience. It was a buddy of mine's experience. He was telling me. So you got out unscathed minus. I did. I little, did. The massage felt really good. He just was very winded. A slight flesh weird. marble indentation on your forehead. But other than that. Yeah. I'm good. That's the best of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every once in a while. You're just going to have to take it and leave it. Yeah. Who hasn't had a beanbag on the forehead? I kind of want to go to see if he does it to me, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, dude, you I heard went. you put your nuts on people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. If you don't, you sexist. Right. <laughs> right. What's wrong with my forehead? Yeah, why aren't you doing it to me? Where's my whispers? Where's my Asian whispers? All right, second round of headlines. Well, did it feel good? It did. It felt really good. All right. You going back? No. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> no, I'm not going back. If we can't find her and she's not picking up, uh-huh. we know where to we know where to go. Yeah, what's a place called Squeezes? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Beans. <laughs> Kim's balls. <laughs> All right, uh, second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm gonna give you a recap of the Golden Globes, and I'm gonna also tell you where aliens were seen at the mall. Ooh, aliens at the mall. Yeah. Two big stories from today. Get you all that here in just a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Headlines. Second round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Go ahead. Taylor Swift was not impressed with this Golden Globes joke, H3. Welcome back. And as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. The internet's buzzing right now mm. about that joke because Taylor Swift just sat with her wine, glaring at him. She didn't really give in to it. That was Joe Coy, who hosted the Golden Globes. He also took shots at Robert De Niro for having a baby at 80, and he said his New Year's resolution for 2024 was to finish Oppenheimer in 2025. Oppenheimer uh, took home five awards last night. Yeah, you can't win that. Like, no. It's, it's the job anybody that's addicted to a microphone would want but it's the job that anyone that's addicted to a microphone should never take. Yes. You know, I mean, it's great exposure. I mean, Joe Coy's a big comic. Mm-hmm. He's not Kevin Hart. He's not Ricky Gervais. But it's it's a great way to get a bump, right? Yes. If, you, if you're able to find your groove. Nowadays, it's those people in that room are so sensitive. I mean, it's that, you know, it's that West Coast don't make, like, no sense of humor no. whatsoever. And 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 they, you're not going to win the battle. You know, you've got to find a way. Like you either get somebody that is extremely well respected, that's almost bigger than half the audience, uh-huh. to host it, or you don't 
go the normal, traditional shot-taking route. And they seem to <clears throat> accept shots better from one that they view as, quote-unquote, their own. Right. And also, if you have more diversity than Joe Coy. Right. You know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, how do, I don't know how. A Filipino man, but. Well, I know, but you, you have to be in that certain, uh-huh. like, where you feel like you have to laugh because if you don't, you're going to be tagged as fill in the blank. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, it's such a, you know, you go back to the Billy Crystal, the Steve Martin hosting days. They were just fun. And I don't know why that blueprint isn't used today. I don't know. Because the 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 making the shots at the the people in the crowd, some of them are funny, most of them fall flat, but we just don't have that same sense of humor anymore. Because everybody takes things personally. Personally, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so like move on from it. Steve uh Steve Martin and Billy Crystal, I don't remember them ever doing it that way. You know, they would come out with their you know, kind of cabaret-esque, you know, song and dance. They would make jokes in fun, you know, kind of like a private parts, Mm -hmm. make fun, not funny, but make funny, not fun. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And it worked. Yes. Because you're like all one crew. Mm -hmm. Um, The Country Music Awards does it right. Yes. And they can laugh at themselves. Mm -hmm. But the jokes that are written for the Country Music Awards show aren't as, you know, can be conceived as personal as like what you see at the the Golden Globes or the Grammys or the Oscars. Yeah, they're scathing sometimes. Right, right. right. They're fun at the CMTs. Yes, country, country, country knows how to do it, and they can for the most part take a joke. Mm-hmm. You right. know, b- because they know it's not personal. Mm-hmm. You get Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood or <laughs> Peyton Manning and you know whoever's up there. Mm-hmm. They know it's all you know. We're just here to have a good time. Yes, you know all these people are after each other. You know they're, they're real snobby. Yes, very snobby room. You know, very, you, you could just feel the tension when you're watching it. Right. You can't ever relax. Nope. Like Everybody's all, uptight. Yeah, they all got dressed up and they're just looking over their shoulders like, look at me. They're waiting to be mad about something. I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't even know why we still have these award shows. Because we don't care who wins an award. No. People and, don't even really watch them anymore. And and I don't care if a, if a movie's gotten an award. I don't care about the Golden Globes. I care about best actor, best actress, best film maybe best director at the Oscars. Then I'd be okay you just shoot me a text on it. Right. You know, not putting on a three-hour thing. I don't even need to see all the other nominees. Just tell me who won. I will say this about the Golden Globes. The one thing I do like about the Golden Globes over any other award show is it looks like it's shot in the warehouse of a TJ Maxx. Yes. Why do you like that? Because it's different. Like, (laughs) like every you can see everybody's just kind of bunching into this room where it's a makeshift dining hall, mm-hmm. and it's so small. And when they do the pan out, the, the the wide angles, it's like it's not that fabulous of a room. No, you know what I mean. It it literally, you know, like when you go to a TJ Maxx uh-huh. and you, you go to that back clearance section, and there's always that floppy door, mm-hmm. and everybody kind of pokes their head back there, right? Right. That's look where, and see what's going on. That, that I swear to God, that's where they shoot the Golden Globes <laughs> every year. Now I gotta go look again and see. <laughs> it's like as you're picking up those little things that are supposed to deodorize your house, right past that. Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Every single seen. time. <laughs> All right, second story. How would you feel if you saw aliens at the mall, H4? I think it looks pretty real to me. Uh, alien looked pretty chill. I'd be friends with an alien. I think it'd be pretty cool. The real question is, are they friendly? Are they after us? Are they going to attack us? Are they going to do world domination on us? Who knows, man? 
People are going crazy about this viral video that's been making its way around the internet. There was some commotion that took place at a mall in Miami. It's an outside mall. And the video that's going around is super low budget. So everybody's like, oh, the cops were chasing aliens. Well, the Miami PD has put out an official statement. They were not chasing aliens. Teenagers. They they were chasing 50 wild, bad teenagers. And four of them were arrested for vandalism and other crazy things and fighting that they were doing. So rest assured, aliens were not at the mall. This is not a big cover up that the police is trying to do. That's how stupid we are. It's actually, it was like... I think there was a guy that came out. He's like, I was trolling everybody. Like, the guy that started to release it. Of course it. he was. Oh, see, I didn't see that. And it was the shadow of, I think, like, one of the guys or something. Yeah, it was just a shadow of a person. It was not an alien. But who doesn't want to believe? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I want to believe anything that can be believed by about aliens, but when I saw this, I immediately said, no, this is not on my alien meter. <laughs> this is fake. Well, see, here's the problem is, like, we say we believe it because we're joking. Mm-hmm. But then... What happens is there's actual pol- people that believe that we believe. Yes. And they really believe. Mm-hmm. Right. So then the rest of us that believe but we're joking mm-hmm. now feel like we got to believe believe <laughs> <laughs> because the believers really want you to believe it. Yes. If only you could just believe. Did any of that make any sense? It, it made all perfect sense to okay. me. I thought I did that well. I believed you. <laughs> as long as you believe me. <laughs> I did. Uh, Monster Jam is going to be at the Golden One Center January 26th. Actually, it's that weekend, but these tickets are for the 26th. Uh, Monster Jam is such a fantastic, fantastic event. I wish, I I don't understand why we're not doing more out there. Uh, I've worked with Feld Entertainment for many, many years. Had a nice conversation with Dave over there on Friday. Um, But I got a, I got a pair, I got four tickets actually to send you out there. So, I mean, we're talking, if you've not been to Monster Jam, it is such a great event, a family event friendly event Mm -hmm. it is so cool to go out there and and why and i'm not even a car guy right or a truck guy but to go out there and watch what these guys and girls do with these giant vehicles is ridiculous uh so anyway that's what i got i got four tickets for you if you want to play generally speaking i need a couple players uh nelson will go out he'll talk to an individual they'll become our generalist he'll ask them generation-esque questions Mm -hmm. you just have to yay or nay their answers Nikki will help both of uh, y'all out all along the way. 916-909-0985. You get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. Whoever has the most points will win tickets to see Monster Jam. 916-909-0985. First come, first serve. Start lining up. Generally speaking, here next. Here.